I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, senior political writer Joe Garofoli and I will touch the so-called third rail of California politics, Proposition 13. That's the 1978 ballot measure that caps property tax increases. Joe will tell us about an initiative heading to the ballot in 2020 that would generate billions raising taxes, not on homes, but on commercial properties. Is this a good idea? And should we be thinking about doing the same for residential properties? Joe Garofoli, right after this. Joe, thank you for coming back. It seems like yesterday I was here. <laughs> it was yesterday. Oh, it was. All right. That's why it seems that way. Uh, now we're talking about what has been referred to as the third rail of California politics, Proposition 13. Why are you covering this now? Well, we're talking about it because uh, there may be changes to Proposition 13. There is very likely to be a measure on the 2020 ballot that would change part of 13. There's two parts to Proposition 13. And let's go back to explain for maybe new Californians what Proposition 13 is. Those that haven't been involved in the uh, Twitter debates on Proposition 13 <laughs> no, that I not. see every day on my feed. <laughs> yes, they, they are. Uh, that's a 365, 24-7 debate. Um, so way back in the, in the mid-70s in California, there was uh, you know, skyrocketing property taxes. And so there was uh, a guy named Howard Jarvis who put a ballot measure on there called Proposition 13. And it, would, it basically capped uh, property taxes for residential and commercial property in California. So any, the only time your property can be reassessed is when it changes hands. And in on residential property, that's pretty straightforward. I sell you a house, the property is reassessed, and then you pay the new tax rate. But the business taxes, the commercial taxes are a little bit trickier because number one, that property doesn't change hands a lot. You know, Chevron doesn't change the Chevron yeah, it refinery. it could be decades. It could be decades. Yeah. And also there's a loophole that you that uh, a lot of businesses get can get out of that by saying, well, no, uh, it, 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 depending on property, who owns the property. So and it is not the, the true third rail of California property of property. Uh, <laughs> the true third rail of Prop 13 has to do with uh, residential property because no politician wants to touch that. But this ballot measure would touch commercial property. Okay, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, residential Prop 13. I think the reason, obviously, why everyone can identify with that is because they know homeowners that they pay. In San Francisco, I believe it's 1.2% a year on residential. It's capped at 2%. two percent. Every you know you can't can't raise taxes more the property taxes more than two percent a year. Okay, so if you were if you owned a house that was a million dollars, you'd be paying twelve thousand a year. But if it went up to two million in a in a few years, the property tax wouldn't yeah. double. It and would go up two percent a year. Right, and the the original intent on this was to help uh, older Californians stay in their homes when they're retired, so they wouldn't uh, uh, so they wouldn't get kicked out of their house. Okay. Be forced and, to sell. So the business tax, uh, again, you said that properties don't change hands much. They call this the split roll. Yes. Um, why are uh, why are uh, lawmakers looking at this, and what are the sort of pros and cons of it? Well, a couple of reasons why they're looking at it now. Number one, the, the incredible wealth inequality that we're seeing, uh, particularly in our state, and this is could be seen as one way to address that. Uh, this, If this were to go into effect, it would raise um, – and, and the, the proposal, it would be to, instead of uh, 
reassess properties when they change hands. It would be to reassess, you know, commercial properties, all commercial properties, uh, every three years. There'd be some exemptions for agricultural land and businesses with fifty or fewer employees would be would be uh, okay. Exempt small businesses, yeah. So um, this could be a huge fundraiser for California schools and local governments. It could raise eleven billion dollars annually. Uh, including uh, in our local area, $2.4 billion for Alameda, Contra Costa, Marin, San Francisco, and San Mateo counties. Um, so that's that's one reason. The other reason is we have a governor who is actually talking about everything being on the table when it comes to tax reform. Gavin Newsom said that during the campaign. He said it the other day when he was on the, the editorial board here at The Chronicle. He said it uh, in the, on my podcast. Uh, now, Jerry Brown never went near Provison. Proposition 13, because he's burned by it once. The original Proposition 13, Jerry Brown opposed it. And then approximately 10 minutes after it passed, he said he would become its most fervent supporter. Oh. So, so that's, <laughs> it's uh, been the third rail ever is, since. That's, uh, that might have been the birth of the third rail right there. Well, as far as the money it would raise, you, you had a great example um, that you cited in your reporting about this land in, uh, in Santa Clara that's owned by Intel. Uh, you said that the value of the property before Prop 13 passed was $2.9 million um, and that uh, the land has buildings on it and is assessed at $23.9 million today. But if it were reassessed uh, under its real market value, it would be valued at $169 million. So that's about seven times the amount of tax revenue right. that Intel would be paying, correct? There's there's places like that all over uh, the the state, especially in Silicon Valley, was where you know that was a lot of that was still farmland in the, in uh, 1978. You being the native Californian, you would you would remember that you played 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 in the orchards <laughs> orchards down I there. Did or apple orchards? Uh, so, uh, but the, you know now that's you know there's billion dollar companies down there. Let's talk about the logistics. Of, of putting this into place, a lot of the a lot of your reporting has touched on what a big task it would be to assess properties every three years. Oh yeah, this is the no, this is uh, inspired a group of people who would actually be doing the grunt work of making this this happen and raising these billions of dollars to band together and say, whoa, wait, stop. And those are our county assessors. <laughs> when we never think about it. nobody wants to hear from the county assessor because it's usually bad news, um, but. Uh, but you that, did it. I did. <laughs> I did. I spent a lot of time with assessors. <laughs> They're saying this would be a logistical nightmare to do this because, number one, um, they would have to – they said it would cost, I think, something like $400 million uh, to, to make this happen because they, um, uh, they would have to hire so many different – so many more assessors to, to do this, to do all this work because there would be you know, 640,000 – uh, properties in California to assess that they that they ordinarily wouldn't have to. Um, the uh, and it's very hard to hire an assessor. Number one, they, they don't pay as well uh, as as the people who go into assessing could get higher paying jobs elsewhere. And then plus, I was talking to the county assessor in Santa Clara, uh, Larry Stone. He said, you know, I as soon as I start hiring people here, even when I do, and if this law were to come into effect. You know, these companies would be paying, have, you know, that would be forced to pay much more in property taxes. They would just go poach all the people who work for me to hire to work for them and then like try to. So they could get, fight the They could fight assessment. the assessment. So it's like, th- this is nuts. I talked to, and it's worse in the rural counties. I talked to the, the uh, head assessor for the Assessors Association. Uh, I be, believe she's in uh, Tulare County. 
And, and she said that uh, it took her a year to hire one assessor. I mean, it's just, it's hard to do. Um, so there's that. Um, there's also, it would, it would uh, in Los Angeles, which has the most amount of, uh, the highest, highest amount of uh, property to be assessed there. And uh, he said, even if I could hire 500 people a year, it wouldn't be enough. And he has, this uh, it, just to be an enormous workload. Yeah, Joe, I think you reported that the Alameda County Assessor's Office was starting some sort of clinic. Yes, they are starting a clinic to train more assessors just because he's so freaked out about if this were to come to pass that he wouldn't be able to, to um, hire enough people fast enough. So he's already starting a clinic. In fact, the, the morning that the story came out, that my story came out, one of my buddies clicked, uh, texted me and said, hey, how can I get in on the clinic? Where is it? I said, it hasn't started yet. He's just, <laughs> he's just trying to get the property for it. Um, but yeah, but so there's a... The, the the cost of this, as we said, would be four hundred and seventy million dollars to make these changes, uh, to you know, to to staff up and, and make the other technological changes, um, but it would bring in eleven billion. So who knows? And the people who are the proponents of this ballot measure say, hey, you know, other states uh, assess commercial property all the time. Why couldn't we? Other states have done it successfully. Yes. Yes. All right. Before I, I let you go, let's touch the third rail f- for a second here. Oh, my gosh. On my Twitter feed, there is still every day talk of whether we should alter Proposition 13, get rid of Proposition 13 to have sort of a fundamental impact on the way that houses are priced, on the way real estate changes hands in California as a way of bringing fairness to it. Um, why aren't we having that discussion? Well, Let's look to our uh, friends at the Public Policy Institute of California. Last year, they did a, a uh, survey that said 65% of likely voters said that Prop 13 turned out to be a most turned out to be a mostly good thing for the state. Um, it's generally, and those are people when they look at the uh, residential side. That's yeah. what they think of first. Most people don't think of like commercial property. Why? No, it's very about? personal for yeah, people, right? They're thinking personal. about their own. Tax if bill. you are fortunate enough to own a home in this state, that is your major source of equity. That could be generational equity for you. You could be passing that on to your children. Uh, at least your children are hoping you do. Um, and uh, so anything that endangers that freaks people out. And especially if the government is going to change the rules, they get really pissed off at that. On the other hand, if you did change it, as many people have noted, then some folks who are very wealthy and have had property for a long time would would not be paying you know these very fractional uh, oh, yeah. pr- property rates that's what uh, i think warren buffett has said over and over correct absolutely he said he owns uh, two pieces of property i think in laguna beach and and they bought them at different periods of time and the the, the, the incredible disparity and in he how pays less taxed. than his secretary or he something plays less for than her secretary modest and that's properties in, and... income income taxes but he um uh, the other thing is that, you know, we, this happens in neighborhoods all over California where, you know, people who've lived there for, you know, 10, 20, 30, well, 30, 40 years now um, might be paying, you know, $1,000 in property taxes, uh, a couple of thousand dollars. And people, you know, who moved in across the street might be paying, you know, 10 times that amount, 12 times that amount. Um, so that's – and you're know, like, well, that doesn't seem fair. Well, I mean, but that person is, you know – been there first, and there's some advantages to that. Um, it's it's a it's something that no one is talking about in California. No one has the guts yet to talk about changing. No one with any true political power has the guts to talk about changing the residential 
uh, part of Prop 13. That one for now is still the third rail. Got it. Well, Joe, thanks for coming back. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's, does this mean like I'm going to be banned for another like six months or so or on the pro? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> thanks to our senior political writer, Joe Garofoli, for joining us, to Libby Coleman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Subscribe.